The Adventure of the Mason From The Alhambra by Washington Irving This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This is a recording by Lina Matthijs. The Adventure of the Mason From The Alhambra by Washington Irving there was once upon a time a poor mason, a bricklayer, in Granada, who kept all the saints' days and holidays, and Saint Monday into the bargain, and yet, with all his devotion, he grew poorer and poorer, and could scarcely earn bread for his numerous family. One night he was roused from his sleep by a knocking at his door. He opened it, and beheld before him a tall, meagre, cadaverous-looking priest. Hark ye, honest friend, said the stranger. I've observed that you are a good Christian and one to be trusted. Will you undertake a job this very night? With all my heart, Signor Padre, on condition that I am paid accordingly. That you shall be, but you must suffer yourself to be blindfolded. To this the mason made no objection, so, being hoodwinked, he was led by the priest through various rough lanes and winding passages, until they stopped before the portal of a house. The priest then applied a key, turned a creaking lock, and opened what sounded like a ponderous door. They entered. The door was closed and bolted, and the mason was conducted through an echoing corridor and a spacious hall to an interior part of the building. Here the bandage was removed from his eyes, and he found himself in a patio, or court, dimly lighted by a single lamp. In the centre was the dry basin of an old Moorish fountain, under which the priest requested him to form a small vault, bricks and mortar being at hand for the purpose. He accordingly worked all night, but without finishing the job, just before daybreak, the priest put a piece of gold into his hand, and having again blindfolded him, conducted him back to his dwelling. "'Are you willing,' said he, "'to return and complete your work?' "'Gladly, Signor Padre, provided I am so well paid.' "'Well, then, to-morrow night at midnight I will call again.' He did so, and the vault was completed. "'Now,' said the priest, you must help me to bring forth these bodies that are to be buried in this vault. The poor mason's hair rose on his head at these words. He followed the priest with trembling steps into a retired chamber of the mansion, expecting to behold some ghastly spectacle of death, but was relieved on perceiving three or four portly jars standing in one corner. They were evidently full of money, and it was with great labour that he and the priest carried them forth and consigned them to their tomb. The vault was then closed, the pavement replaced, and all traces of the work were obliterated. The mason was again hoodwinked and led forth by a route different from that by which he had come. After they had wandered for a long time, through a perplexed maze of lanes and alleys, they halted. 
the priest then put two pieces of gold into his hand wait here said he until you hear the cathedral bell toll for maintenance if you presume to uncover your eyes before that time evil will befall you so saying he departed the mason waited faithfully amusing himself by weighing the gold pieces in his hand and clinking them against each other the moment the cathedral bell rang its matin peal he uncovered his eyes and found himself on the banks of the channel whence he made the best of his way home and travelled with his family for a whole fortnight on the profits of his two nights work after which he was as poor as ever he continued to work a little and pray a good deal and keep saints days and holidays from year to year while his family grew up as gaunt and ragged as a crew of gypsies as he was seated one evening at the door of his hovel he was accosted by a rich old curmudgeon who was noted for owning many houses and being a griping landlord the man of money eyed him for a moment beneath a pair of anxious shagged eyebrows i am told friend that you are very poor there's no denying the fact senor it speaks for itself i presume then that you will be glad of a job and will work cheap as cheap my master as any mason in granada that's what i want i have an old house fallen into decay which costs me more money than it is worth keeping it in repair for nobody will live in it so i must contrive to patch it up and keep it together at as small expense as possible the mason was accordingly conducted to a large deserted house that seemed going to ruin passing through several empty halls and chambers he entered an inner court where his eye was caught by an old moorish fountain he paused for a moment for a dreaming recollection of the place came over him pray said he who occupied this house formerly a pest upon him cried the landlord it was an old miserly priest who cared for nobody but himself he was said to be immensely rich and having no relations it was thought that he would leave all his treasures to the church he died suddenly and the priest and friars thronged to take possession of his wealth but nothing could they find but a few ducats in a leathern purse the worst luck has fallen on me for since his death the old fellow continues to occupy my house without paying rent and there's no taking the law of a dead man the people pretend to hear the clinking of gold all night in the chamber where the old priest slept as if he were counting over his money and sometimes a groaning and mourning about the court whether true or false these stories have brought a bad name on my house and not a tenant will remain in it enough said the mason sturdily let me live in your house rent-free until some better tenant present and i will engage to put it in repair and to quiet the troubled spirit that disturbs it i am a good christian 
and a poor man, and am not to be daunted by the devil himself, even though he should come in the shape of a big bag of money. The offer of the honest mason was gladly accepted. He moved with his family into the house and fulfilled all his engagements. By little and little he restored it to its former state. The clinking of gold was no more heard at night in the chamber of the defunct priest, but began to be heard by day in the pocket of the living mason. In a word, he increased rapidly in wealth to the admiration of all his neighbors and became one of the richest men in granada he gave large sums to the church by way no doubt of satisfying his conscience and never revealed the secret of the vault until on his deathbed to his son and heir and of the adventure of the mason by washington irving